Week 13 at the Canicook Institute was a fun week here. It snowed below the Mason-Dixon line and all these Southerners freaked out. So it was a lot of fun to just see them in that element. And it also was a lot of fun to study the gospel. This week we're in the book of Matthew and for three days pretty much went um, from verse chapter 1 verse 1 to chapter 28 um, verse 20 and covered all of it. And so if you cover any book that fast, you're really not going to get all of the nitty gritty details. And so even especially then, if you cover the book of our Lord and Savior, you're not going to get all of the nitty and gritty details, but still was so cool to get an overview of Jesus's life. And it just amazes me that this, the Bible just doesn't return void and it's living and active and teaches you something different every single time because I've studied the life of Jesus, but it's not like I'm ever going to master him because he's God. And so when studying the life of Jesus, what I learned new this time is that Jesus was an absolute hustler. His life was full. And so it's something to go chapter by chapter, verse by verse, and look at Jesus's life and see that he was absolutely nonstop. The majority of his life is written over three years and he just went, went, went. And such a clear picture of that is in Matthew chapter 14. And in Matthew chapter 14, there's just, you just keep thinking there's a climax moment and then Jesus one-ups it. And so we see in chapter 14 that it starts off and in verses one through 12, we learn that John the Baptist was beheaded by Herod and Jesus is grieved. This was his cousin and just one of his people that was close in ministry. And so In verse 13, it says, Jesus heard about John and he withdrew from there in a boat to a secluded place by himself. And so you're thinking he has a hectic life of ministry. He tries to go and be alone. And then though you see in in verse 14 that people follow him. And instead of being annoyed by the crowds of people following him, Jesus has 5,000 people sit down on a mountainside and then has compassion on them, like verse 14 says, and takes five loaves and two fish and multiplies them and feeds 5,000 people. And then though we see after he had fed the crowds, he sent the crowds away in verse 23. And then finally he goes up and he's on a mountain by himself to pray. And then though in verse 24, his disciples are on the water, there's a storm. So Jesus goes and walks on water and then invites Peter to walk on water. And then from there they go and he um, ends up healing the sick in a place called Genesaret, I think is how you say it. I probably botched that. But Jesus keeps on going. And if you're anything like me, this is an encouragement for a few reasons. One, because in my mind, I think the Christian life could be a boring one where you sacrifice an exciting life for one, just to sit peacefully on cushions and study the word. And Jesus' life was anything but boring. He was a go, go, go kind of guy that got it done. But cool to see in the midst of the go, 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 Jesus had compassion on people and that he continued to see people instead of seeing his to-do list and his agenda. And so Jesus, I did learn this week that Jesus was a hustler. But also what I learned this week is how Jesus chose to withdraw. And when Jesus withdrew, it was never public. And how many times in my life do I seek to withdraw, but still do it in the midst of a coffee shop where I can be seen by men. But instead he withdraws and he's alone with the father. And when he's alone with the father, there's no recognition. It's not a public ministry, but instead it's to be simply with the father. And in the midst of his life that he continued 
to seek out the Father's will, that he never thought that he had it covered, that his to-do list was long enough and he was wanted enough, um, but instead continued to withdraw like we see in chapter 14. It was a priority of his to get alone with the Father. And it makes sense that it was a priority of his because Philippians 2 really cues us into who Jesus was and just his character. And in verses 6 to 8, we see that Jesus, um, it says, who, although he existed in the form of God, did not regard equality with God anything to be grasped, but emptied himself, taking on the form of a bond servant, and became made in the likeness of men. And being found in the appearance of man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. So Jesus's mark was Jesus's life was marked with humility and marked with hustle. That he went and he had a full life, but it was always in surrender to the one who had called him, and it was always in surrender to someone else's will and then that then allowed him to be fueled for a lifetime full of ministry. I wonder what my life would look like if I continually withdrew not for the recognition of men but instead to have my heart aligned with the Father's heart so that then a full and exciting life can really be a fulfilling one because it's ultimately not about me at all anymore and it's instead making the Father's name famous and known and not my own. This was a lot I'd love to talk about it. Call me at 317-442-1171. See you next week. Same time, same place.